This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Welcome to Talk Money to Me. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And this is your number one wealth podcast where we make the complex simple. This podcast is designed to help educate you on all aspects of your financial landscape. We will draw on our extensive expertise and experience in wealth management and capital markets. We'll be bringing you clever financial strategies, investment ideas, and access to market-leading experts. So whether you're a first-time investor or a seasoned veteran, this podcast is a must for you. So to kickstart our very first episode, we're going to share with you more about ourselves and give you insight into our worlds and what we do on a day-to-day basis. Even though we are registered financial advisors, please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature, and you should seek appropriate professional advice before making any financial decisions. Okay, that disclaimer out of the way. Well, Felicity, here we are, our very first podcast episode. I'm so excited and it's been something we've been talking about for what feels like ages now. I know, we've finally got an our act together five years later. So why don't we start at the beginning? Candice, tell us how you got into the finance industry. So my background is that I studied a Bachelor of Business and also Bachelor of Arts. My major was international business and finance and the other major was French. So my degree took four years and in my final year, it led me to living in Paris. And if you've seen that Netflix show, Emily in Paris. I actually have shamefully. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, it's a great show. So essentially my life living in Paris was similar to Emily, but unlike Emily, I wasn't working at a really cool marketing firm. I was working in the finance department of Domino's France. So in that role, it was my job to crunch all the P&L numbers. We'd get in all the sales, expenses, revenue for the over 200 stores across Europe. And we'd have to forecast, you know, how the business is tracking. And it was in this role that I developed a forecasting tool. So, for example, if we knew that France was playing a football match against Germany that night, the forecasting tool could tell us that online sales would jump 35 40%. So it was a really cool tool to help us predict what the business needed in the future. Wow, that is impressive. So that's where you essentially learned that you love data, numbers and business. Yeah. And also living in Paris, eating baguettes. I also learned that I love that too. But yeah, you're right. I did. This role really taught me that I do love business. So it led me moving back to Australia where I started my own small cafe, still operational today. And after proving to myself that I can operate a small business, I thought, you know what, it's time to dip my toes back into the corporate world. And so I did exactly that. I moved to Sydney, applied for a couple of bank roles, actually applied for Westpac in the HQ of Sydney, 
but um, turned it down for another role. But can you imagine if I did take that job? I would have actually met you a few years earlier. I mean, you might have, but Westpac is quite a big firm. It is. So anyways, I became a licensed stockbroker and was providing investment advice for about two years, which was when I met you for the first time, Felicity. So that's me. What about you? How did you get started? So how I got into the industry was a little bit different to yours. I actually studied a Bachelor of Property Economics. So initially, I was going to follow my family's footsteps and get into property development. However, my favourite subjects in my degree were international investing, macro-microeconomics, as well as subjects where I put together a discounted cash flow analysis. I studied and worked full-time. I didn't get to travel to France for my studies. I was actually a sales rep for Telstra, actually cold calling ex-Telstra customers and trying to win them back. Oh no, you started off as one of those people, the cold callers. I was, and I was damn good at it. <laughs> I bet. I think in this role, I actually realised I like the hunt right? And I like changing people's opinions. I mean, I would call people and they hated Telstra. And by the end of the call, they loved Telstra. Okay. Uh, I also liked the fact that I had unlimited earning potential and it was such a great base to learn to talk to anyone. I think anyone that wants to get into any industry needs a sales background. Definitely. So after Telstra, where did you go next? So once I finished my degree, I then moved to the bank Westpac, which actually had its subsidiary BT Financial Group. Now, I worked there in customer service in the superannuation and investment department, helping customers with queries in regards to their super and investments. And I thought, you know what? I know all of this because I learn a fair bit about it at uni and I also learn about it with my family. But a lot of Australians don't actually know these basic principles because they've never been taught them or exposed to them. Now, superannuation seemed like quite a foreign concept. That's when I thought, I want to be a financial advisor. I then completed my graduate certificate in applied finance, graduate diploma in financial planning and master's in financial planning. I honestly think I've been studying on and off for over 13 years. I've recently, last year, completed the final piece of the pie, the FASIA accreditation, which I know you also just recently completed. We did. Yeah. Go team, go. Enough about us. We want this podcast to be valuable to people at every stage of their journey. You might have a large share portfolio. You might be managing your own super and wealth, or you might be waiting to dip your toes in the water. As it's the first episode, we thought it'd be fun to start with the stories and lessons of our first investments in shares. But before we chat about that, let's hear from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Candice, what was your first share purchase? I remember buying my first parcel in the market on my sweet 16th birthday, which was Apple, purely based on the fact that I just bought myself the new cool iPhone. 
And I remember, you know, that feeling that I had to have the new iPhone. So did all my friends in high school. And I thought, you know what, surely if I'm caught up in this new product, this is a good company to buy, right? For my first share parcel. And I think it's quite funny. You actually still use that analogy in our meetings, right? To look at what your children are buying. And that's where you should be investing in a good disruptive company. I mean, you do use the Apple versus Telstra in our meetings. So what are your thoughts, Candice, on Apple now? If you think about, you know, Telstra versus Apple, right, in that analogy, they're very different businesses. So Apple back then was groundbreaking. They just brought out a new product, which was the iPhone, and they were really known as a portable device business, really. They had the laptops and the, the phones at that stage. But now it's completely different. And if you compare the two companies, Apple is a growth business at the end of the day. It reinvests all of its profits and earnings really into growing the business versus Telstra, which has really been on the same business path and model, you know, since since I've been a young woman. So that's more of a mature business. And the share prices of Apple versus Telstra really reflect that story. So Apple today is a lot different to when I was 16, right? Now it's a full ecosystem of different products. You've got the watches, the luxury items in our home, um, the phones, you know, e-pods, the list goes on. It's a complete ecosystem. A hundred percent. And I'm guilty of that. I have the MacBook Pro. I've got the AirPods and I also have the Apple Watch. And I actually can't exercise without my Apple Watch. That's how much it's ingrained into my life. Exactly. So it's a technology business at the end of the day, but it's also a major part of our daily lives, right? So just like you said, it didn't really capture your calories unless you wear your Apple Watch. So have you been buying more shares of Apple over the years or have you just held on to them or have you sold any? No, I have been buying them over the years. So for me, once I started to get more educated in the markets, what I really just started to discover was that Apple has really reinvested and reinvented itself over the years. So cast our memories back to August 2018, it made history in becoming the first listed capital market company to reach $1 trillion market cap. So that first you know, decade to reach $1 trillion took a while. And then you can see today, right, Apple's worth $2.5 trillion. It's really accelerated its growth in the last only three years. So once you're inside that ecosystem, it's really hard for other competitors to join. And what we typically say in the industry is Apple has a really wide moat. So they own the rails, right? If you are a really cool new business and you've just launched a new product, which has an app, you have to ask Apple permission to join on the Apple store, which they could turn around and say, no, we don't want you. So for me, I have been reinvesting and keep continuing to top up my Apple shares over the years. So moral of your story is hold on to your investment and don't sell. Correct. I hope I never sell. I mean, as we speak, the last time I checked, it's now a five bagger for me. So I'm super happy with Apple. But yeah, it was funny when I think about it now, it was a bit of a blind decision at the time, but I'm thankful for my young self for picking such a cool company to own. But it wasn't exactly like a Forrest Gump moment. It got me invested in some kind of fruit company. No, not at all. It wasn't like that. So what about you, Felicity? Do you remember your first parcel? I do. Now, my first share purchase stories are actually quite funny. My first investments were in a company called Galaxy Resources. The code is GXY and it's still traded on the ASX. And the other one is Newcrest Mining, which the code is NCM. 
Okay, so tell us more about these companies and what parts of the market they fall into. Both are mining stocks. One was a very speculative mining stock when I first purchased it in 2012, and one was more of a household name. I'm sure you can actually guess what is what. Now, my plan was to invest $1,000 into each company and then forget about it. I'd look at the portfolio in over seven years. I mean, for me, this was a really long-term investment. Electric vehicles were not as hot as they are now, but I'd done a bit of my research and I thought lithium is where I wanted to be investing over the long term because, as you know, I really like thematic investing and I thought a mine in Western Australia was a good way to gain that exposure. The issue here is I bought the shares in 2012. The mine then went into maintenance for a few years and then we had trouble in the resource sector and my $1,000 in Galaxy dwindled down to $35.46, which is considered an unmarketable parcel. Oh, no. And, you know, as we often see, right, in times of uncertainty, gold can do the opposite. So what about Newcrest? How did that go? Well, funny you actually say that, right? Newcrest was also sold off, which was quite strange because mm. we did see a recent example uh, in the COVID 2020 crash where gold peaked at, you know, over $2,000 because people did flock to gold in uncertainty. Mm. So, you know, that was an interesting time, I think, in the market for all of us. So, okay, now your 1,000 of Galaxy has gone down to $35. Oh, my God. What happened next? Okay, so the share register must have sent me a letter advising me that if they don't hear from me, they're going to send me a check. Did you ever get that check? No, I never received that check because, of course... I had not updated my address from my family home to my new place. Yeah, you'd already moved to Mars because you're so futuristic here. You were long lithium way before it was a thing. (laughs) That's it. So last year, you know, lithium was booming. So I thought I'd check on my position in Galaxy. I should be up heaps over 400%. And then I would consolidate it with my adult portfolio, buy some more. I contacted the registry and they advised me that I no longer have Galaxy shares and that a cheque was sent back in 2016 for $35.46. Now, I was absolutely devastated, not for losing the $1,000, but for not checking on my investment. So imagine if the person that moved into your old place got your cheque, invested that 36 bucks. My parents. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, your dad, right? Oh, free money. Let's invest. I did actually contact them and be like, did you receive this mail? But of course, they're not going to remember. Yeah. Long story short, I didn't get my shares. I didn't get my cheque. So I actually lost the $4,000. But I had the right idea as to why I chose to invest in a company. Moral of my story is check your mail, make sure your holdings are on a hin, and check your holdings at least once a year. But don't check them too much because unless you've got nerves of steel, you might panic and sell. Definitely. I mean, who even knows what to do with a check? I don't know what to do with a check. <laughs> That's because you're too young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap of our first episode. And we're really excited to share our investment ideas, financial strategies, deep dive into business and investing conversations with our network of leading experts with special guest appearances. Stay tuned. Stay safe if you're currently in lockdown. And we'll see you next time. Au revoir. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. 
The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.